You're listening to the Two Beards, One Hat podcast with James Fairhurst and David Johnson. Here we are. Ready? And we're, we're going. We're going. We're going. Yes. Introduction again. Introduction again for the people that aren't watching. Aren't watching live. Yes. Because you're normal. <laughs> yes, you're normal. Why would you? Why would the 15 people that follow us watch us live? What is that? Um, yeah. So anyway, hello. Welcome again to Two Beards, One Hat. Uh, I am, as I was last time, James. And I am also the person I was last time. This is David. And um, yeah, episode four. It is episode four. That's right. Episode four. I hope you guys enjoyed episode three, two, and one mm-hmm. in any if order. If you've listened to them. Yeah. Or, or if you haven't listened to them, episode four is weird to join in. Go back and listen to the others. Done. Well said. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Are we going straight into it? Yeah. So we've got two topics, as always, this week. Um, the first one is Cats, which is going to be hosted by one. James. And the other one is Walt Disney, which is hosted by myself. Yep. Speaking of cats. Um, and Dave has here. a cat. She's here. It's, hello. She's, she's skulking around. Will she come up or not really? No, I'm not sure. No, she's running no. away. Anyway, yes, anyway, you were saying. Yes, um, so I, cats, you? I am I am doing cats. So mm-hmm. I have notes. So, James um, notes. So bear with me as I get my notes up. Right, yes, so I pulled cats out of the hat last week. The proverbial hat. The proverbial hat. I have never owned a cat. Um, I've always been a dog person, but I'm fine with animals. So, oh, Dave's running away. We have, no, keep talking. Oh, oh, oh. Oh god, I'm about to be attacked oh, by a cat. She's a happy cat. There's a happy cat. Happy cat. Happy cat. Not a happy cat. She's a fat cat. <gasps> you fuck up. No. No. You're puppy. This is on. the one that you can always hear in the background. No, she's gone. <laughs> she's gone. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, Dave being a cat owner. <clears throat> yes. Feel free to jump in with facts on cats. There is one fact about cats. Go on. And is that they are arseholes. Um, playful arseholes. That's basically it. Yeah. 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 So well, you need to know. I'm gonna. Try to hopefully give some cat facts, mm-hmm. some cat myths, and some cat stories. Some catnips. Cat, not catnip. Well, there's a reason. Catnips. <laughs> there's a reason why catnip is, is sends them hyper. But I might have put that down. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Okay, anyway, cool. so to start. Yes. Hello. I should look. To, I look at the camera. Look well, at the camera seductively. Call mm, them in, James. Hello. Call them into you. I do that. It looks like I know what I'm saying without that's, reading my notes. Yeah, that's good. Keep, keep so, <laughs> cats. The cat. The, the cat. cat. The proverbial cat. Um, Latin name of Felis Catus. Yep. I presume so. Perfect. Yeah. Um, My Latin goes <laughs> somnum nostrum. Yes. Nomine spiritus sanctum. But now we can no. go Felis Catus. Felis Catus. So anyway, the cat mm-hmm. is basically a small carnivorous mammal and it is the only domesticated species in the family. Um, like, oh, I hate pronunciations. I like how you're telling people what a cat is. <laughs> People with. might not know. People may not know what a cat is. Well, people, some people have never seen a cat. <clears throat> That's true. Yeah. yeah okay. So is the oh no. Is your battery dies? No, it's still good. going. Okay. Uh, so it's the only domesticated uh, member mm-hmm. of the Philidae uh, family. It is commonly referred to as the domestic cat to distinguish it from its wild family members. Wild family cats. Yep. So the domestic cat has different versions of domestic cat. You have the house cat, a farm cat, and the feral cat. And there are six, or well, there are around sixty breeds recognised in these categories. Cats, most notorious probably with Egypt, um, and they were long thought that they were domesticated in Egypt because of the ancient Egyptians and blah 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 and godlike nature. That's How- very not descriptive. No, no. Like, Why, I, what was it about cats that made the Egyptians love them so much? Because I think they realised they were dicks. And they yeah. were like, this, I work we like, this. We like these dicks. Yeah. <laughs> the earliest indication of cats being domesticated was an African wildcat, which was found in Cyprus, where the cat's skeleton was excavated close to a human Neolithic grave dating from around 7,500 BC. Mm-hmm. And bear in mind, the Egyptian, uh, the Egyptian domesticated cat was thought to be 3,100 BC. Okay. So everyone thought it was Egypt. Turns out it was way, way further than that. Mm-hmm. African wildcats, I say, were probably the first domesticated cat mm-hmm. in Western Asia, Turkey, and anywhere deemed to be part of the Ottoman Empire. Okay. So I think it was more of an Ottoman thing than an Egyptian thing. Okay. Um, okay. Makes sense. It's all empires. Mm-hmm. Fast forward into now's day. As of 2017, not uh, three years ago, close enough, the domestic cat was the second most popular pet in the United States by number of pets owned. Mm -hmm. Do you think it was more popular? 
Anything more popular? Than cats. Spiders? <laughs> no, surprisingly not. Uh, mm. More popular than cats at that time was freshwater mm-hmm. fish. But it's... they're so much more hassle than cats. Are Why would they? you have a fish? They're also natural enemies. Yeah, but you've got to clean the tank. You've got to clean the cat. They sort of clean themselves. Uh, fair play. Fish uh, are a pain in the ass, and they kind of escape. Only, well, only if Nemo's. My brother. Yep, gum. I'm sure he won't mind me telling people this. He had a tank of um, weird Japanese crabs. <laughs> and he'd left this sort of like, this was in the bedroom. And yep. he'd left this. He had this crabs little in the bedroom. Wooden, he had crabs in the bedroom. Yeah, okay. he, he'd left this wooden thing like against the side, in, in the tank, up well, against okay. the side. And they had crawled out in the night and were just crawling around the bedroom floor. I How'd they get out of the tank? They crawled up this bit of wood that he had left in the tank, but oh, right. along the it sort of angled up, and they climbed up and out of the tank. Bloody hell! Um, and I think he trod on one in the morning when he got up. Ooh. But they were weird. Anyway, crabs? No, no. Crabs are not the most popular. Pet. <laughs> no, fish. It's fish. Fish. Um, but yes, yeah, so fish is more, po- uh, mm. more popular. Um, however, mm. um, it's estimated that there's 95 million cats owned. Oh, sorry, I've gone wrong here. Yeah, more than 95 million cats are owned in the United Kingdom, mm-hmm. and around 7.3 million cats live in more than 4.8 million households. Okay. So there's one person watching us, James. Look. Can you see ooh, that? They're gone. Oh, they've gone. No, they've, oh. gone. they've gone now. They've oh, gone. No. They've left us. You pointed oh, them out. That's I did. It. I pointed at them. They ran away. They may Look. be Scientologists. They could be. They could be Scientologists. Um, they're onto us, James. They're onto us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so cats mm-hmm. outnumber humans. Mm-hmm. Or out at number households mm-hmm. by almost two to one. Okay. So some cat stats. Mm-hmm. Cat, cat stats. stats. Let's have some cat stats. But first of all, cats mm-hmm. have excellent night vision yep. and can see at only one sixth the light level required for humans to see. It's pretty dim. Yep. They mm-hmm. can see a lot better. Yep. The cat's skull is unusual among mammals in among mammals mm-hmm. in having very among large mammals. eye sockets with powerful specialised jaws. Mm-hmm. Within the jaws, cats have teeth adapt for killing prey mm-hmm. and tearing meat. I have specially adapted jaws for pizza. Yes, yes, you can tear and tear at those dispose of a pizza in nothing. With a plomb. The <laughs> um, mm. domestic cat's hearing mm-hmm. is the is most acute. It's better than dogs, isn't it, cat yes. hearing? Which yes. surprised me when well, I found out about so, it. But I have the stats. <laughs> So, I keep interrupting. I'm you sorry. do. No, it's fine. Do I, have to, I, might have, I might have deleted the stats. I'm a dog lover. Um, yeah, it's most acute in a range of 500 hertz to 32 kilohertz, and it can detect extremely broad, extremely broad range of frequencies, ranging from 55 hertz to 79,000 hertz. It's quite high. It is very high. It can hear at a range of 10.5 octaves, while humans and dogs can hear nine octaves. So cats, yet yeah, have better hearing than dogs. Okay. Dogs, yeah, not overly more than humans. But, Surprising. Um, oh, yeah. we didn't state this at the, fr- at the front. <laughs> this is my research into random stuff on the internet. If I'm wrong at all, come back and yeah, go, no, you idiot. Dogs can hear 70 times more than cats. I bet there are a fair few dog lovers out there who could correct you on some bits. Exactly. So, um, yeah, drop but, us. Or you could get online now and yeah, comment. And well, nobody's no, because, watching us. No, because no, no. we're really that not that interesting. But yeah, see, yeah. see, it says comments will appear here, but there are no comments. There are no comments. And there's a little eye, but I can't see anyone. What does the eye mean? It's next to the live button. There's a little eye, but there's nobody oh, okay. there. There was someone there. There was. There was someone there, but they've gone now. They're like, why are you talking about cats? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think we kept their their uh, interest for long sorry. enough. But anyway. Obviously, a fresh fish person. Fresh fish. Clearly, um, they don't like crabs. So. <laughs> Next stat, cats mm-hmm. have relatively fewer taste buds compared to humans. They have 470 versus the 9,000 that the human tongue has. Mm-hmm. Domestic and wild, and wild cats share a taste receptor gene mutation mm-hmm. that keeps their sweet taste buds from binding to sugary molecules, leaving them with no ability to taste sweetness. That's interesting. I thought that. Their taste buds instead respond to acids, amino acids, mm-hmm. um, which is like a protein and bittery taste. Mm-hmm. Last cat stat. Last cat stat. A cat okay. falling from heights of up yes. to three meters can right itself and land on its paws. Mm-hmm. Um, a cat falling from a height of up to three meters can right itself and land on its paws. So during a fall from a high place, a cat reflexively twists its body and rights itself to land on its feet using its acute sense of balance and flexibility. This reflex is known as the cat writing reflex. Uh, an individual cat 
always writes itself in the same way during a fall, providing a sufficient time to do so. So yeah, so apparently they always go the same way. I don't mm-hmm. know why, but yeah. Yep. The height required for this to occur is roughly three foot. Okay. So as long as it's got three feet, three feet it can, twist, it can and twist and land. Did you ever see something where they took a piece of buttered toast and they taped it to the back of a cat and then they dropped them sideways? Oh, okay. Yeah. Constant. Isn't that a perpetual motion engine? It is a perpetual motion engine. Ooh. Yeah. It was an advert for something. They stuck it in a washing machine and it made loads of uh, electricity. Well, yeah. I don't remember what that was, though. No. No, I can't no. remember. God knows. But, um, <coughs> yeah. yeah. No, I did not I did not see it, or I could imagine it. It's like a mm-hmm. lava lamp. Yes. The only thing in the world 100% mm-hmm. efficient. Yes. It is. Because <laughs> it produces light, which is the lamp aspect, but the excess All heat... the heat goes to making the wax move. Exactly. 100% efficient. Okay. I yep. like it. I like it. Anyway, so okay. they are my cat facts. Cat, cat facts. facts. Cat facts. Meow. Mm. Um, so next, I was going to go. Actually, I'm going to skip some bits. Oh man, there's a lot. There's yeah, a lot. I know. We could put your content up on the page if anyone wants to know all. Uh, of, actually, I might post a lot stuff, of this up because put it on there. yeah. So I'm going to go to cat beliefs from around the world. Okay, mm-hmm. the first one I came up, I read was that cats steal your baby's breath. Okay. Okay. Bear in mind, a lot of these from around the world did seem to just be English-based. So we'll work it out from there. It's a lot of English mythology. A lot of English mythology. Okay. So in England, in Mm -hmm. ye old England at all. Ye old England. They believed that a cat is liable to climb into an infant's crib and suck the child's breath until it suffocates and dies. It was more a case that the cat would just lay on the child and the child would die because the child was warm. Exactly. But what they believed was the cat was jealous of the newborn. Mm. Well, I get that they were jealous. Because they were suddenly deprived of attention Mm -hmm. and they were not getting the milk that the child was freely getting. So, however... That does imply... That in the Middle Ages, the people were breastfeeding their cats. But it was, it was, it was just it, it was a dark ages. It was what happened. Dark ages, yeah. Um, in 1791, mm-hmm. a jury at a coroner's inquest in Plymouth, England, mm-hmm. ye yeah. old Plymouth, England, ye old Plymouth, found a cat guilty of inf- uh, infanticide. 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 Yeah. In this way, this has been persistent myth that followed immigrants to the New World in 1929, and in Nebraska State Journal printed an alleged report from a doctor who said he'd witnessed a house cat lying on the baby's breast, a paw on either side of the baby's mouth, and the cat's lips pressing to those of the child, and the infant's face was going pale, and the lips were going blue from death. Wow. So, okay. in 1929, a, cat, a doctor tried successfully a cat. That's brilliant. It is. Um... Yeah, uh, basically people blamed cats for stuff mm-hmm. because yeah. in the olden days, people blamed anything that wasn't them. Yes, yep. pretty much. Um, right, next one. Mm-hmm. Cats are lucky. So cats flip lucky. side of this. Mm-hmm. Um, so in Japan, yes. it's believed that cats are lucky, but there are lots of qualifiers for if this is true. Mm-hmm. So This the, doesn't surprise me being Japanese. It's, it's Japanese. Yep. Uh, the Manikai Niko, or the beckoning cat, as most people have seen, is mm-hmm. an iconic Japanese talisman and it's believed to bring good fortune to its owner, usually in the form of cash. Ah, this is the golden, the golden, the golden hand cat. Yep. Yeah. One legend explains that a, mm-hmm. Japan, um, a Japanese cat once raved a paw to beckon a lord into a house, mm-hmm. which saved him from being struck by lightning a moment later. And so the cat who beckons with her paw, mm-hmm. oh, I wonder why it was her paw. Anyway, is considered a lucky gesture. Okay. Tortoiseshell cats are also considered lucky in Japan, mm-hmm. um, especially rare male t- uh, tortoiseshell cats. Ah, see, she is a sort of tortoiseshell. She is. I don't know where she's gone. She's run away. She's run away, but yeah, she's not a male either. Ah, no. ah. Um, so a Buddhist belief says that a mm-hmm. cat with a dark coat brings mm-hmm. promises of gold, while a light-coloured cat brings silver. In Russia, Russian blue cats are considered lucky. Many cultures think that a polydactyl cat, a okay. cat with extra toes, is a good luck charm. Okay. And it said that early sailors who went to the Americas routinely brought many-toed cats with them mm-hmm. to ensure safe travels. Okay. Bad cats. Yep. Good cats. Yep. Cats are scorned women disguised who like to feed on newborn babies. 
Where is this another English one? This is from the Bible. Oh, Yay, Bible. I don't know this one. Um, right. Not that I should, but... So, Adam's ex-wife Lilith is mentioned in the Bible of Asaya. That's where she comes in. Yes. Adam's ex-wife is Lilith. Yeah, I don't, I don't know... I don't know the Bible well enough, but I always thought Lilith was a fallen angel, but apparently it's his ex-wife. But yeah. I um, need to read up on this. So, she's mentioned in the book of Asaya, referencing mm-hmm. a much older demonic figure from Hebrew folklore mm. who likes to eat babies. She could also turn to cats. So, according to some, uh, Lilith was also known as El Brusha, a mm-hmm. demon who eats babies and takes a giant black polymorphous cat-shaped form. Mm-hmm. She likes newborns best and stalks them in the night, draining them of all their blood. Okay. So, vampire Next one. Cats are living urns for human souls. And this is Buddhism. So, feel free Interesting. to I jump in if I you've heard this one. I didn't know this one. Nope. So, there's a certain sect of Buddhists, mm-hmm. or there's a certain sect of Buddhism that mm-hmm. once practiced in the former kingdoms of Siam and Burma, mm-hmm. they believe that when you die, if you're holy enough, your soul is transferred to a cat for safekeeping. In this way, special souls lived in a sort of feline purgatory, and when the cat died, the soul would ascend to paradise. Mm-hmm. So, yep, high high esteem for this sect. Yeah, cats cats good. Okay. Um, so another British one here. Mm-hmm. Um, they can talk, carry coffins, and form a monarchy. So we're not lizard monarchy right. here. We mm-hmm. are cat monarchy. Cat monarchy. Okay. So this is uh, there's a British fable called the King mm. of Cats. Yeah. It's a sec a sexton digging a, sorry a sexton digging a grave mm-hmm. buys a cloud a cloud of nine black cats mm-hmm. with white spots on their chest carrying a miniature cat sized coffin with a crown resting on it. Okay. One of the cats tells the man to tell Tommy Tildrum that Timmy Tildrum is dead. The astonished man okay. returns home to his wife and relays the news, mm-hmm. while their household cat keeps interrupting his story with frantic meows. The couple ignores him, which I find weird, because I'd have thought the wife would be, why are you pissed out of your head talking about cats? But anyway. You would imagine that would be a yep. bit more prominent but no, than just like, nah, don't worry about it, he's fine. No, but the wife yep, goes on and thinks, nope, talking cats, I'm on to that. Shut up, silly cat. Mm-hmm. The couple ignore him, and they continue discussing the strange occurrences amidst the rackets from the cat. Finally, at the end, the man asks his wife if she knows who Tommy Tildrum is, so he can tell Tommy that Timmy has died. Okay. Whereupon, the cat cries out in the king's English, What? Old Tim dead? Then I am king of the cats. At this, the house cat, who is named Old Tom, scrambles up the chimney, never to be seen again. Okay. So, yeah, Old Tom was laying about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right, so now we're going into uh, Europe. Mm -hmm. Um, So this one is that they can transfer their faces to unborn babies. What is it with cats and babies? Cats really got a bad thing with babies. That's at least, Um, was that three now? Three, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So a cat swapping its face with a baby. Yes. Um, So it's thought to be ill-advised for a pregnant woman to pick up a cat and sleep in her lap. Okay. In Portugal, it was once said... The cat will afflict the baby with a wart or mole, usually mm. a hairy one. And in England, it was thought the baby would either be born with a cat-shaped birthmark or with the face of a cat. Just coming out of that mole. Just, just like... No, no. In Portugal, it was a mole. Uh-huh. In England, they went, you full-on cat. You full just on, a cat. Full-on yeah. face. Which is where yeah. I think the musical Cats got the idea from. Other than that, or a lot of drugs. A lot of drugs. Yeah. Was, was Weber. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, next one. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. They are cacti and they like to drink booze. Cats are cacti. Cats are cacti. So about a century ago. Right. A century These ago. Are nuts. These are absolutely yep. nuts. Oh my god, they keep going. Tall towels in the uh, Navajo country in mm-hmm. northern Mexico and the Arizona described a living, moving, breathing cat shaped cactus with needles in place of fur and two sharp blades for forelegs. Okay. The cactus cat. Like to go around slashing the bases of real cacti with its knife paws to let the milky juices collect and ferment into po- poku? 
It would do this no to 80 cacti at a time, specifically. Okay. So it's specifically 80 at a time. It's not just like a drunk person. It's a, it's a I cat. think it's a drunk person that fell into a cactus patch. Yeah. And, and he's just wailing, wailing around, around in agony. Like, oh, my blade hands, <laughs> my tiny blade hands. <laughs> I cannot feel. Yeah. Uh, I must attack yeah. these 80 cacti. Yeah. Um, so once he had done these 80 cacti, mm-hmm. the creature would return to the beginning of the cacti, mm. get drunk on the liquid inside the cacti, and go around causing trouble in the region. Swiping at cowboy, old drunk, (laughs) old old drunk drunk Indian guy who would swipe at cowboys and leave telltale red warts. I think gonorrhea. Oh, and they they got back and they're like, Oh no, what how can I explain this away? Mm -hmm. Cactus cat, cactus cat, cactus cat. That could be it. And last one Mm -hmm. uh, of Mm -hmm. from around the world, yep. Uh, Cats are just mythical, uh, mystical beings. Mm -hmm. So, basically, many cultures, everybody thinks this, yeah, everyone thinks this. So the Egyptians mainly considered them mm-hmm. deities, yeah, and yeah. killing the cats was punishable by death. It's quite severe. Yeah, it was. When a mm-hmm. family cat passed on, the whole clan went into mourning. Mm-hmm. Uh, up north, uh, every Norwegian forest cat is supposedly thought to be either a fairy or a goblin in disguise, and the difference can be ascertained mm-hmm. if you stare into their eyes. It okay. is said that cats' eyes act as a window to the fairy world or the goblin world. If you peer through them, you can see visions of the magical world beyond. Okay. Um, yep, and the last thing, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. stick into the mythical side of it. Obviously, cats in Egypt. Yes, that's so, a big thing, isn't it? Big so, thing. over the millennia... Mm-hmm. Oh, someone's watching. Someone's watching. Don't you frighten them off. Keep going. Oh, sorry. You frighten them away. Um, Don't look at them. Don't look them in the eyes. Uh, cats oh, in Egypt. Cats cat, for purposes okay. of cutting this. Calm. Calm. It's a person. It's a person, James. Calm. So, cats in Egypt. Over the Mm -hmm. millennia, cats in Egypt evolved from useful village predators Mm -hmm. to physical embodiments of the gods and the symbols of divine protection. Mm -hmm. The Egyptians looked at the cat the same way they looked at everything, as Mm -hmm. a way to explain and personify the universe. Okay. This was explained by Egyptologist Melinda Hartwick. So, hi, I'm using your words. And uh, Melinda is the... or, or I'm going to say Professor Hartwig, is yep. curator of the ancient Egyptian, Nibian, and Near Eastern art at Emory University <laughs> Museum in Atlanta. Bye-bye. Um, Egyptians did not worship mm-hmm. cats, mm-hmm. Um, but they did believe that cats held a bit of divine energy within them. Mm-hmm. The most widespread belief was yep. that domestic cats carried the divine essence of Basset. Basset. Or Bast. The cat-headed goddess, who represented fertility, music, dance, and pleasure. Dance. Um, so, for dance. that reason, cats were to be protected mm-hmm. and, and venerated. Mm-hmm. At the height of their popularity, of the cult of Basset... Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never heard of Basset. Ah, so Basset cat, it farm. took hold in the 2nd century BCE. Mm-hmm. So, back to killing cats here. The yeah, yeah, penalty yeah. for killing a cat, even mm-hmm. by accident, was death. Okay. Charms and amulets depicting cats were worn by men and women to protect the home and bring mm-hmm. good luck during childbirth. Jewelry fashioned into cats and kittens were mm-hmm. popular New Year's gifts. Modern archaeologists... Sorry, most remarkable for modern archaeologists mm-hmm. is the sheer number of mummified cats that have been recovered from burial sites across Egypt, included hundreds of thousands piled up in the catacombs of Saqqara and mm-hmm. Tel Basta, okay. uh, the chief worship sets of the goddess Basset. Okay. At the temple of Basset in Tel Basta, mm. it's believed that priests maintained large catteries that supplied a thriving trade mm-hmm. in cat mummies. Interesting. So, they were my stats on cats. Mm-hmm. Stats. Stats on cats. Stats on cats. Stats on cats. My... Cat stories from around the world mm-hmm. and the Egyptians. That's so, really good stuff, man. Yeah. What we'll do is we'll put some of that content I'll, on the Facebook page. Yeah, yeah, I'll check it up. So that everyone yeah. can see what I what you found. A bit, bit of, yeah, collated yeah. information. Yeah. All right. So, nice one, James. Yeah, hope you enjoyed that. It was That was not as comical as my normal stuff because it was, was interesting. It was interesting. Yeah, but how, what is funny about cats? Their face. Their faces. <laughs> Their little paws pottering about, <laughs> troubling in the sand. Digging for crabs. Um, <laughs> no. So, okay. Next, next, next. Yes. So that was... That was cats. cats. Right. So, now I'm going to just move the mic over my way a little bit so I can... There you are. Probably just make a terrible noise. 
Okay, so I am talking about Walt Disney. Mm. Let me get my let me get my um, notes, up. notes up, which makes oh my face is so white <laughs> on the screen because of the brightness. Okay, so Walt Disney. Walt Disney, James. Walt Disney. Walt Disney. What a man. What a legend. What a man. What a legend. What did he come up with? Everything. Everything. The original steampunk. Yes. And what does he own now, James? Everything. Everything. Is his head cryogenically frozen? I'll get to that. Cool. Okay. It's, it's, well, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. You can see I've got some good questions up here on the screen. Perfect. Oh, my word. Okay. So we're yes. going to talk about, it gets, it gets, we're really looking at Walt Disney as a character, not talking about the theme parks or no. the films or no. anything else. We'll him get as into. a man. Him as a, him as a man, which is actually quite, it's quite an interesting character. Um, so Walt Disney's first creation. Yep. He actually started out almost, almost selling vacuum cleaners with his brother, Roy Disney? Yes. Yes, yep. Roy Disney. Um, so Roy had been wandering around selling vacuum cleaners door to door. This is like yep. 1926. Yep. Um, Disney, before he got into selling vacuum cleaners, he was almost there. Um, but then well, he. Different world. Different world if he'd gone off and sold vacuum cleaners. He actually got um, uh, got a job at Universal, offers a job at Universal as an animator in 1927. So before he went off to do Hoover's. Yep. Uh, he uh, he got into making uh, characters. So his first creation was not Mickey Mouse. Uh, it was Oswald the Lucky Rabbit, who was created in 1927 for Universal. Massive hit. Yep. However, bit of contention because... I would say not that lucky. Going by not what that happened. lucky, no. Because uh, Disney tried to basically take the rights for Oswald. And Universal creative licenses. Creative licenses. Yep. And uh, Universal were like, jog on, mate. Yep. Like you've done it under our employ. And it it was only in 2006 that the Disney company got rights back. What did they? For Oswald. Ah. Um, not that I've seen them do anything with it, but... No, just they to now own it. Own Oswald. That's why they didn't just buy Universal. They probably did. Didn't yeah. they destroy Universal? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm just going to work through some of these. So, so obviously, there's a lot of... There's a lot of... Uh, so, he, he didn't sell vacuums. He started animating. Yep. Worked at Universal... Founded the uh, Disney Studios in 1928 with his brother Roy. Yep. Uh, and then went on to make a massive plethora of cartoons and, and shorts and everything else. Yep. But behind that, behind that was a behind that little moustache and that smile was an was, interesting man. Was a man. Was a man. Was a man. Was a man. And the question is, so I'm going to ask, was he racist, James? Without looking at that screen, do we think Walt Disney was a racist? Um, <laughs> I'm really going for the heavy guns to start <laughs> yeah, straight with. Away. Straight um, away, straight away, just ask the big I, question. Was he a racist? I would say no, mm -hmm. but I have nothing to back that up. Uh, yeah, there's, there was a biographer um, who came back and said he wasn't really that convinced that he was. Uh, okay. I have a different opinion of that. Okay. <laughs> so so I'm going to start. I, my, my initial, as you can see, my initial response to that is yes. <laughs> yes, Walt Disney was a racist. Um, uh, so do we need to do a, uh, a a caveat? This is my opinion. Yes. Of please do not sell that. Um, ah, sue us, Walt Disney Company. Yeah, probably that's fine. Well, look, this is what I think. This is what I think, yep. and this is based on what I'm going to tell you, and yeah, what have you. So I'm going to. What is to start off right? We're going to look at the portrayal of the characters. Okay. Even like Walt Disney's niece, who is a producer in Hollywood, thinks. Is a little bit questionable. Oh, really? Oh, he's great niece, sorry. Um, yep. He's a bit questionable of uh, some of his beliefs. Um, so, yeah, so we look at the characters and how the characters are portrayed in Disney's films. So Dumbo has the black crows. Yep. Remember what they were like, right? Yep. They, Fan yeah. they were, they were, <laughs> yeah. right? Fan Fantasias had the black servants uh, centaurette. Did they? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yep. Uh, and we can even think of the very core theme of the Jungle Book, Stay With Your Own Kind, which was published right at the height of the fight for race segregation in the United States. Could the King of the Jungle song be any less fucking well, inappropriate yeah. than what is in the Jungle Book, James? Uh, and also... Let's not forget that wonderful film that Disney made <laughs> called The Song of the South, which is so offensive that the Disney company will no longer let it be seen in public. Yes, but Br'er Rabbit was cool. 
Yeah, all right. Brer Rabbit was cool. Brer Rabbit was cool. So now this is just to just to back this up again more. So the song of the South, right? So yeah. uh, so offensive that Disney won't let it. Which you can't buy. Now you can't buy. You can't or, get yeah. it. I can't, no. can't even find it on some dodgy no. torrent site. So apparently Disney was aware of how racist the film was, right? <laughs> um, and he tried to have a meeting with the NAACP and to rewrite the film. However, that meeting didn't happen. Right. Neither did the rewrite. Yep. It went out as it was anyway. Yep. My opinion, guess he wasn't that bothered, because, you know, <laughs> he was head of the fucking studio. Probably could have sorted that out if he really wanted to. Yep, yep. Okay, yep. So, so... <laughs> Discuss. <laughs> because I, I love Disney, um, this is I'm, so I'm going to go with the man, but not the company. Mm-hmm. I'm getting the man possibly was racist. Company it was, leaps it and was bounds. like what the it late 20s, high, it was yeah, the 30s, yeah, yeah. the Nazis yeah. were kicking around. We'll get on to that. Oh, um, oh my god, really? <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> we'll get on to that. Yep, okay, yeah, those facts would state yes, they would imply, yeah, they would imply, but you know, make up your own mind yeah. on that one. Yeah, have a think. Next. Any evidence to the contrary, mm. feel free to say. Comment and post and sue me, whatever. Well, don't well, sue don't me, really. Me I not Well, we didn't. If you could, please look. Look at my poor eyes. I have no money. Look where I am. Um, can't even afford to shave. Um, <laughs> well, don't shave, because then the whole podcast is ruined. fucking one beard, one shaven baby face and a, <laughs> and a hat, if we can be bothered. Um, and pizza. So, yes, I think that Walt Disney was probably a little bit racist. But I know it was, you know... You well, can there's say, no excuse. No, you no. can say like there was the time, but it doesn't excuse it no, no, at no, all. No, no. So, so like, the time it's not, still makes it racist. It's still, you know, just because it was the 30s still makes it fucking yes, racist. Yes, yes, yes. Um, uh, moving on, uh, what did he think about women? So, you sound like you know something about this. No, I'm going to go from the portrayal by Tom Hanks of oh, Disney for the Mary Poppins Mary film. Poppins. Yeah, he was a glorious fan of them. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking love Hollywood, mate. <laughs> Enlighten me, David. It's all a ruse. It's all Go back to sleep. You're only <laughs> dreaming. Um, yeah, uh, wasn't necessarily a fan. Oh, okay. And again, we can go back to it was the 1930s and 40s. Nobody was a fan of women in the workplace. <laughs> Again, doesn't fucking make it okay, but you know, it might be a little bit more progressive. But yeah, uh, we're judging him with like a hundred year for yeah. forward thinking uh, eyes, but even still, yeah, there's, there's you could probably right say that Henry Ford was a bit of a misogynist as well. But was he? I don't know. I don't know anything about Henry Ford. But don't, did, don't did know he allow women about... in the engineering department? I wouldn't have. Thought so. Probably again, not. The time. But yeah, so bear this in mind there is a temporal drift. Um, the, this is a guy called Ward Kimball who joins as an animator at Disney in 1934. He was part of Disney's Nine Old Men. You familiar yeah. with the Nine Old Men? Nope, but I right. feel. So they were the like founding f- animating fathers at Disney. Right. Yep. Um, I think they're all. They've all died by now, but they were all there at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they were like the sort of shamans of Disney. Um, so, Ward Kimball, who became one of the nine old men, he was cited as saying that Walt Disney didn't trust women or cats, which I think is appropriate as we've just spent we've just 25 spent, minutes talking yep. about cats. Yeah, clearly Walt Disney wasn't Egyptian. No. No. In 1938, there was a standard letter that was sent out by Disney to any woman that applied to be an animator. Okay. This is verbatim, because I've seen photographs oh, of this no. letter, this is verbatim what the letter says. Okay. Women... Do not do any of the creative work in connection with preparing the cartoons for the screen, as that work is performed entirely by young men. For this reason, girls are not considered for the training school. Right, okay. Just because. Because it's man's work. It's for manly men. Manly men painting their little mice, colouring them in with their felt-tip pens. Manly men. Manly, manly men. So, yeah, that's basically... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, Sorry. Yep. Yeah, no, that's fine. That's do we? Do we that's cur- extremely sexist. Yeah. This changed when there was a fairly major war, yep. and Disney decided that because they were concerned, a lot of their young male animators would, would get graft drafted. Yep. Uh, they let women. I mean, who would paint the Lion King if yep. if there were no men? Yeah. Nobody could paint it. So no. yeah, that's basically. So the war was going on. Mm-hmm. Women all of a sudden sudden can be creative. Can be creative. Funny that when the profits are down, like we can actually use women can paint. 
Shocking, shocking that. They were Incas. Women were allowed to be Incas. Oh, okay. Which is not, tracing and painting, but they couldn't filling be creative. in. But they couldn't creatively do the animation. Right, they couldn't okay. come up with, like, the... Um, what well, they call them, the not the mood boards, but you know what I mean? The yeah, the uh, storyboards. Storyboards yeah. and, the, and the actual thing itself. They they were only allowed to fill in the colours and do the tracing on the celluloid. Yeah. Celluloid, celluloid, celluloid. Um, celluloid, yeah. Celluloid. Um, was Walt Disney an FBI informant? Oh my God, I hope so. There's a lot of this around. You can't dig into it. There's, there's well, a lot of myths around this as well. With his reach and his power, mm. I guess he could quite easily mix in certain circles. that They would mm-hmm. find that as a quality. Yeah, so there was a biography in 1993 called uh, Hollywood and a Dark Prince, and the Dark Prince referring to... Alan Rickman? No. In Harry Potter? No. Oh, okay. Um, That's a Half-Blood Prince. Half-Blood Prince, yes. Yes, Walt Disney. Walt Disney is a Dark Prince. Oh, okay. Uh, So it published documents alleging that Disney reported political subversion in Hollywood to the Bureau for 26 years. Really? Allegedly. Allegedly. Really? Only because... um, if I'll go and say this, I said, yep. by all accounts, he wasn't a big fan of communists. True American. Didn't like those commie nope. bastards. Nope. Coming in and ruining my films with your commie redness. Um, but it doesn't necessarily mean he was an FBI informant, though. No, he just, yeah. yeah he he just didn't like communists. Very communists. actively did not like communists. So was um, Bambi's mother a communist? I think the hunter was the communist. Ah, uh, okay. And mm. then... Shot and took out a heart of America. Yeah. But luckily, the young America was able to survive. Young America survived and carried grow. on. Yep. yep. Yeah. And basically. eventually, at the end of the film, after mm-hmm. the credits roll, mm-hmm. tracked down the hunter and yeah. killed him. Vladimir Putin rides in on the back yep. of a bear, kills all <laughs> of the deer. Yep. Um, Damn commies. Yes. Yep. So here we go. So the New York Times deemed the documents in the biography authentic, but the Disney family then denied the reports, and the book has since been discredited. <laughs> so there's no real kind of yeah, like thing on it. It's, it's our word versus their word. Exactly. Yeah. Disney did, however, and I'm going to go into this in a second. Help fa- fund, found, help found the his own anti-communist organization, which was the Motion Picture Alliance, which you might have heard of. Oh, really? Yeah. To the MPA. And he testified publicly in front of the House Un-American Activities Committee. So, HUAC. Who else was a big member of HUAC? I don't know. Richard Nixon. Was he? Richard oh, Nixon right. came to power in the back of HUAC. Hmm. Tricky Dick. Mm, tricky Dick. See, I'm in there. I'm in power because... Um, Cause so, wasn't, yeah. Because mm. Charlie Chaplin was accused of being a communist, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He was a bit of a socialist, though. Well, yeah, but socialist is not communism. No, but they saw it. anything oh, socialist yeah, was anything, well, anything was like anti-capitalist was yeah, communist. Anything wasn't that wasn't just buying everything in front of you yeah. was communist. Yeah, consistent economic growth, buy all the things, take out life insurance, die, have an attractive carriage clock. The end. That that was that's it, isn't it? Yeah, that was the that American is dream. Ameri- yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, Oh, the American dream. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, yeah. So yeah. So he went on to found this motion picture alliance. It wasn't actually just called the Motion Picture Alliance. What was it called? Its full title was the Motion Picture Alliance for the Preservation of American Ideals. Okay, yep, yep. Really see what we're hammering getting, it at home. See what here, we're getting here, right? Yep. So um, uh, there are, uh, moving on from being misogynistic, misogynistic and racist, racist, and FBI informant and anti-communist, yep, anti-communist. Um, there's, there is talk that he was anti-Semitic as well. He's not doing well here, is he? Are we sure that the actual issue is mm. he just didn't like anyone? Well. Was he just egocentric? Didn't mind the Nazis. Oh, damn it. <laughs> we'll get on to that. Okay. <laughs> so, it's 1944. Yep. The Motion Picture Alliance for the Preservation of American Ideals was founded by Walt Disney, King yep. Vidor, Sam Wood, and Leo McCary, including John Wayne and Gary Cooper among the supporters. John Wayne, John Wayne was a massive anti-communist. Yeah, but he wasn't a Nazi. No, but he was a mass. These, these guys aren't Nazis. However, They're not do you know Nazis. why John Wayne became such a big film star? Did he have a massive dick? No. Well, he did walk like he had one. No, yeah. so well, because been fucked by one, but yeah, because <laughs> of the war, so many mm-hmm. um, young film stars and that went off. That there was mm-hmm. no one to make for pictures. So John Wayne got a lot of the roles that he wouldn't have normally got, which made him such a big star. Because there was no one there to actually. Yep. So why didn't he go to war? Was he too old? I don't know. I think it is an age thing. I'm not sure why. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. 
But I do like John Wayne. I'm going to put him out there. That's fine. I'm yeah. not going to have a go at John Wayne much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I'd like to read you a snippet of the Motion Picture Alliance for the Preservation of American Ideals. Gum. Their statement of principles. And I'm going to read it in a really bad voice as well. Okay. Believing in these things, we find ourselves in sharp revolt against a rising tide of communism, fascism and kindred beliefs that seek by subversive means to undermine and change the way of life. Groups that have forfeited their right to exist in this country of ours because they seek to achieve their change by means other than the vested procedure of the ballot and to deny the right of the majority opinion of the people to rule. Yes. Yep. Okay. It goes on a little bit. In our special field of motion pictures, we resent the growing impression that this industry is made of and dominated by communists, radicals and crackpots. We believe that we represent the vast majority of the people who serve the great medium of expression. But unfortunately, it has been an unorganised majority. This has been almost inevitable. The very love of freedom, of the rights of the individual, make this great majority reluctant to organise. But now we must, or we shall merely lose the lost best hope on earth so they're basically yep. talking about yeah, yeah the infiltration the infiltration of un-americanism mm-hmm. um now is this <laughs> obviously because uh, hollywood is quite a uh, a big jewish community in terms of that so they say is, is this what we think this is an aim at that a little bit because it was uh, very protestant wasn't it america mm. and then you had a bit of an influx of catholics and jews into America yeah. after or during and after the war obviously um, so there is much grumbling that it was quite overtly an anti-communist and anti-semitic organisation and Disney was very much associated with it Aww. so this is the guy I was talking about the Disney biographer Neil Gable, Gabler Gabler yep. Gabler who was the first person to gain unrestricted access to the Disney archives in 2006 oh really so he concluded that he was that Disney wasn't an anti-Semite. Oh, okay. However, yep, he did <laughs> Which say never goes well. Never goes well. He did say he did say the following. He got the reputation because in the 1940s he got himself allied with a group called the Motion Picture Alliance for the Preservation of American Ideals, which was an anti-communist and anti-Semitic organization. And though Walt himself, in my estimation, was not anti-Semitic. Nevertheless, he willingly allied himself with people who were anti-Semitic, and that reputation stuck. He was never really able to expunge it throughout his life. Uh, You're hanging around with a lot of people people who shouldn't be. And if you are, and you kind of agree with them, but you're not open. Do you know what I mean? There's a lot Mm. of like, why would you necessarily hang around with that sort of people if you don't entirely... Well, at least to some point agree with what they're saying yeah uh, you know I can't justify it I think yeah yeah Yeah. basically yes yeah so that's my thoughts on um, oh there's a little bit more on the anti-semitism (laughs) front so there are other rumours centred around his acceptance of female German filmmaker and notorious Nazi propagandist Leni Riefenstahl to Hollywood to promote her film Olympia in 1938. He was criticised for not cancelling her invitation even after news of Kristallnacht broke. And if you don't know what Kristallnacht, do you know what Kristallnacht was? It was otherwise known as the Night of Broken Glass, also called the November Pogrom. Um... It was a pogrom against Jews carried out by SA paramilitary forces and civilians throughout Nazi Germany on the 9th and 10th of November 1938. The German authorities looked on without intervening. Um, There's also a bit of thing here where the Jewish animator Art Babbitt, who maintained a difficult relationship with Disney throughout his career, claimed to have seen Disney and his lawyer Gunther Lessing, clearly another Nazi war criminal, attending meetings of pro-Nazi organisation the German-American Bund in the late 1930s. So if Disney wasn't fascist, anti-Semitic, he hung around with a lot of people who were. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, not not looking good. Not looking great for Disney, is it? No. He made some nice cartoons, though. He did do some very Watch those with your children. Yeah. And ponder upon the aforementioned words. Or skip the older Disney and look at the newer stuff, which is... Stuff after he died. Yeah, yeah. Or is he dead? This is the last point I have to make. Ah. Was he frozen? 
There's a lot of talk about it, isn't now, there? Now, my initial gut feeling is yes, he had, I feel he had his head frozen. A lot of people think he had his head frozen. Yeah. It's utter bullshit. Oh, is it? Yes. He was actually um, cremated and buried at Forest Lawn Cemetery in Glendale. Oh, okay. You can go and visit. Oh, right, It's all okay. public and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, how weird. Why? Oh, okay. Well, if he was cremated... Not yep. cre- no, sorry. If he was frozen, he was yep. cremated. If he was frozen, it would have been in, like, what, the mid-70s, early 70s? When did he die? Yeah, I was around then, yeah. That would have been such an incredible feat of cryogenic engineering. Well, yeah, but it wasn't, wasn't, wasn't it? Because what they did back then... Just stick him in a bag of ice. Well, no, they drained all the blood mm-hmm. and they replaced the blood with antifreeze. And then they deep froze the body. <laughs> now, obviously, antifreeze doesn't react that well with cells. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, cells yeah. need oxygen. and mm-hmm. which yeah. So yeah. the procedure would never have been able to bring him back, no, but that was but what they thought was the idea back was then. was the idea. Yeah. fuck it the future can work that out exactly we'll um, just fill him yeah. with antifreeze and yeah. stick him in the fridge in 200 years time we'll have the technology mm-hmm. to de-ice de- yeah. me because the actual myth that you're referring to if it is a myth who knows um, is that he was cryogenically frozen and his body was stored in a chamber underneath Disneyland's Pirates of the Caribbean ride oh I always thought it was in the in the castle no it wasn't oh. it was in the Pirates of the Caribbean ride Disney was frozen and put underneath well there we go Jack Sparrow <laughs> dun, 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 He's dun, probably dun, dun. in one of the barrels or something. Ah, Jack Pops Bra- up. <laughs> <laughs> He's on the right. He's on the. Is, is he on the? It's a small world, right? Oh fuck! Everyone, <laughs> every Disney actor who's died ends up in the small world, right? They just get all, shru- shrunken down. All those little like, robots are actually old employees. Shia LaBeouf there one day, just <laughs> like welcoming you die. in. <laughs> no. Who <laughs> <laughs> was the other one? The wrecking ball kid. Wrecking ball kid came in like a wrecking ball. She was a Disney oh, kid as well. Kurt Russell. Kurt Cyrus. Russell was a Disney kid. They'll all be there. Yeah. Do you know that the last was thing Britney was a Disney kid? Might have been. Britney Spears Britney, was a Disney was kid. Yeah. The last thing that they found Disney had written when he died. His was, will. Well, no. It was oh. it was a note on his desk. Was it? Help me. No. They wanted me. No. <laughs> it was a note on his desk that just said burn Kurt, the files. Kurt Russell. <laughs> What's it? And Kurt Russell's like. I don't fucking know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody understands why the last note was just Kurt Russell. Well, was it? Well, is this an extremely like? Was he cryptic Disney? Like, well, no. Was Disney pointing out who killed him? Maybe, maybe, maybe a young Kurt Russell maybe killed Disney. Kurt was kicked in the door. We are really like it's Snake Plissken. It yeah, wasn't Kurt. It was Snake Plissken. Escape from Escape from, escape from, escape from Disneyland. From Disney. <laughs> Snake Pliskin has 48 hours to break out of Disneyland. Uh, (laughs) I'd um, watch that. I'd watch that. I'd watch that. I'd watch that completely. Cool. Well, yeah. yeah. Interesting. That's Um, all Disney. That's all Disney. Yeah, not as as joyful and heartfelt as I thought. No. Yeah. So, he was a man of his time and also... He was a man of his time. A bit of a dick. A bit of a dick. Mm. So many people we do this on appear to be a bit of dicks. It's because we put people in the hat that are. Oh, yeah, true. Maybe. Nietzsche was all right. Nietzsche was fine. He was, was the his, opposite. It was his sister who was... Everyone thought he was a dick, but he wasn't. Yeah. It was his sister we who We get was people a dick. who are like, oh, Disney's lovely. Yeah. Is he? Is he? Is he? Will we ever know? Will we know? We won't. We can't ask him unless he gets unless reanimated he was underneath actually the... frozen under parts of Kevin. Jack Sparrow ride. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you. That. Very interesting. Very interesting it's all good. All good. Yeah. Um, well, I've got to ask, though. Yes. Favourite Disney film? My favourite Disney film. Ooh. I quite liked The Little Mermaid when I was younger. Uh, yeah. But, you know, for credibility's sake, I'm going to have to say Fantasia. Oh, okay. Yeah, fair enough. What are the, I've not seen many of the new ones. See, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a modern... A modern Disney. I'm a Pixar. Yeah, but you're a parent, Disney's. so you've got like I have. Yeah, like that's a reason. Yeah. <laughs> but every parent has a, yes. has an excuse. To I watch have an all excuse to watch. So I many stopped watching films. Disney about 1996. Oh, okay. Um, favorite. I'd say favorite Disney animation mm-hmm. has always been Hercules for me. I love Hercules, but I love don't know them. if I've I, seen that. Oh, it goes into my whole love of myths. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's so, true. Yeah, and the fact that Hades was clearly gay best friend. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, yeah, interesting interesting facts. Thank you very mm-hmm. much, Dave. No worries, as no always. worries. All good. Um so yeah, so I hope you guys 
Well, we need to talk about what's happening next week. We have to do what happens next week. Because we don't actually need the hat, do we, today? We're not picking stuff out. We're just two beards. There's no hat. We're we're just two beards. We're two beards, Mm -hmm. hatless. Hatless. Two beards, hatless. But we're not changing the name of the podcast because it's just a lot of effort. Mm -hmm. But what are we doing? So, next week, it's Tinfoil Hat Week. Next week, next episode. Next episode. I keep saying next week. It's It's generally longer, but... Next Um, episode, Tinfoil Hat. Tinfoil Hat. Get your conspiracy theories on, motherfuckers. Conspiracies outlandish ideas, preposterous beliefs. We're doing a lot. Yep. So what we're going to do, I'm going to make... quick fire in it? Quick fire it. So I'm going to make a tinfoil cone and we're going to fill it with things like craziness and then we're going to pick them out as we go. Yep. And then it's going to be talked about Skinwalker Ranch for oh, a minute. Skinwalker Ranch. Skinwalker Ranch. <laughs> a no minute's bit. not long enough for Skinwalker Ranch. <laughs> Yeah. So, so quickly, Skinwalker Ranch, uh, Skinwalker Ranch is a, a a gateway portal to other dimensions that beings apparently can squeeze through, and they they take the form of uh, the Skinwalkers. But it's uh-huh. also mixing with Bigfoot. It's also mixing with aliens. Um, the woman that own, oh, sorry, the husband and wife that own it, I think they are psychic. Oh, it's a mental. We'll make sure you get that one. <laughs> Well, both of us will get it. We just pick it out and go, boom, go. Skinwalker Branch. Skinwalker yeah, we Branch. should both do it. But we yeah. both talk about it yep. Yeah, yep. at the same time. Yeah, that sounds good. So that's that's I'm the next excited. episode. Next episode. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, guys, hope you enjoyed. Yes. Um, Thank you for joining us again, as always. Thank you for joining us again. Come back next time for mm-hmm. Conspiracies. Yes. And uh, Dave, do you want to do the Where to Find Us? Yeah, so if you... This was actually recorded live on our Facebook channel. Um, so you, you can go back and see us in person and you, you can watch us eat hairy, pizza hairy faces. Um, so it's facebook.com forward slash two beards one hat uh, so that's where you can find us on Facebook so drop us some comments and all the other jazz yep um, you can, uh, you can listen do, to us yes. on all your favourite podcasting devices yes. so we're on Spotify, we're on Spotify and iTunes so iTunes. just search two beards one yep. hat on, uh, I listen to, I listen to my podcast on podcast addict uh, yeah. at, addict I'm on pocket casts it's on there as we're well on all of them. it's on google podcasts I think oh my word I don't think it's it's it is on podcast. You you have podcast addicts. I've got yeah. podcast so addicts. We're it's on, on all the big ones, and it's yeah. on Podbean's own app as well yeah. because it's actually hosted by Podbean. Oh, thank um, you, thank you, Podbean. No, I pay them. Don't thank them. Oh, thank you, Dave. <laughs> well, their service is good, but I pay for it, so like, yeah. there's nothing to yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing to thank really. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you can find us on there and um, just search Two Beards One Hat and yeah, yeah. and and obviously and if you're listening to this, you've already done all that, so yeah. Yeah. One would imagine. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. As again, as always, any comments, any suggestions, any ideas for the hat, any feedback at all, just yeah, give us a shout on the Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Do and it. Um, yeah, hope you guys listen to us next time. Awesome. See you guys. Thanks Thank very you. Much. Peace Bye. and love, everyone. Thank you for listening. I hope you really enjoyed today's content. You can find us at www.facebook.com slash twobeardsonehat or if you're the podcasting type with little apps on your phone you can have a look at twobeardsonehat.podbean.com which is where all of our podcasts will be hosted. If you've got iTunes and all of the other things it should download to those if you subscribe but yeah feel free to comment and to and to engage in conversation with us on facebook we do answer messages and yep. we'll get back to you we will so yeah thank you guys and i hope you enjoyed see Thanks you everybody. next time see you next bye time.